0: Hey everyone, this is Josh with Spurgeon Maniacs to share how you guys can partner with us. First off, thank you to everyone who has been listening to our show and to those of you that came to our conference. We are gearing up to expand what we do for you guys, but we need your help. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash Spurgeon Maniacs. We would love to have your support to continue doing this podcast, conferences, and so much more as we grow. Also, give this podcast a five-star review on Apple or Google Podcasts. That's how more and more people are going to find what we're doing over here. Lastly, come find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and don't forget to email us at podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com. Now, here is your episode.
1: Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs Podcast. How could, someone how, could,
0: binge how could anybody do that or spend TV. time watching golf yeah.
1: reels or at all? Man, that's I'd be awesome.
0: easily startled. Who yeah. can do that?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like we're uh, blowing in here like a whirlwind yeah. and off of a work day. And oh, yeah, I've been home all day, though. I spent most nice. of the day home just trying to work from home. But uh, yep. And uh, so what happened to your day?
0: Uh, some some days go according to plan. Yeah. And then some days just consistently and constantly change, and today was one of those ones. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you ever consider other people's schedules when you change your plans?
0: No. <laughs> no. No. I I, I feel they'll either deal with it or not. Dude, I feel, no. I I, I, I yeah. I was like, r- hey.
1: I feel very ripped around. Okay, here's yeah. your here's your here's your text. <laughs> That's <I'll>, not important. <laughs> Well last like this is all yes, playful
0: banter, guys. None of this is real. Yesterday at two forty. We're all just making it up for the I comedy. I could be there
1: around three thirty. That was we're yesterday just, at two forty. Yeah. Today at eleven forty eight. Uh it's the Freeport customer specific. said I have to be there at four thirty. So it's gonna be more like five five fifteen to five thirty. Yeah. One hour goes by. Never yeah. mind. I'll be there at three PM. Or wait, no, I'm I'll be in Freeport till three PM. I'll be there around three thirty.
0: Written comedy.
1: <laughs> and then what time is this? Um, at 3.30. Man, nothing goes to plan. <laughs> <laughs> just leaving Freeport now.
0: So yeah, it wasn't okay. even then. It was, that's yeah. when my phone got reception again. Yeah. I was like completely... So I didn't get any of your messages oh, until really? I reached Brunswick. I gotcha. was in a dead zone. Mm. So no, I don't think about others when I just I was grow good. my plans. I out. ordered the
1: lattes. I sat and I watched golf reels. So I was good to go. But it's good to be here, man. I totally for forgiven. You're forgiven. Thank I you. I hold no grudges.
0: I don't believe that, but I appreciate it nonetheless.
1: <clears throat> We're going to talk about prayer today, part 2 of this uh cool little mini subject that we brought up with Spurgeon. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um by the way, drop us a line. Man, drop us a line. Hey, drop uh, There's one person I know who's who's listening oh, there it is. to this. Ian <laughs> Ian. Ian, oh, Ian, Ian, I'm talking to you, man, right now, as you are driving in that truck of yours.
0: I'm jealous of that truck.
1: In a healthy spiritual Send way. Send us an email. Send an email. Yeah, tell us. If, and by the way, Ian, you are a patron. A mm. patro- You are a Patreon. We, we want more Patreon members, don't we? Yeah, Why? I think so. Why? Because the show is dirty, filthy lucre. <laughs> that's a
0: John MacArthur quote. Dirty filthy lucre. Yeah. Okay. He talks about <laughs> pastors who want the dirty lucre.
1: Oh, I always just call it filthy lucre, not dirty fil- filthy dirty lucre. Oh, did he? I don't know. You'll yeah. have to correct me. So thank hey, you, hey Ian. Thank you, Ian, and uh, <laughs> we have another brother um, that's uh, a pat- a patron, and uh, so that's that's cool. You guys are are supporting our lives. <laughs> the reason the lights are on is because of yes, you guys. That's right. Uh, so yeah, anyway, we're we're excited to jump back into this topic on prayer. Uh, looking at Spurgeon's um, little book here he wrote on, it's called Only a Prayer Meeting, and these are just a compilation of really Spurgeon's comments and stuff on his Monday evening prayer meeting. So, you ready to dive in? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Born I'm so ready. I'm so ready. So in our last episode, we brought up this idea of business prayers, and it was uh, kind of a, a new term turn people off a little bit business prayers mm-hmm. but he explained it pretty well these were prayers really of specificity he was talking about not not darting around the subject of you know what you're wanting to pray about but going to god with promises that he has given to us and expecting it to be fulfilled certainly or in certainty so do you remember the analogy it was an awesome analogy a banker yes yeah oh <laughs> boom <laughs> It takes me a second. Lifeline. I'd like to phone a friend. (laughs) Someone drop me a line. (laughs) Yeah. You remember he was talking about the banker. He's like, you don't go to the teller and like talk about all this other stuff. You're like, hey, I need cash and this is what I need and you have what I need. Yeah. And here's what I. Yeah. So business prayers. Um, So Um. Anyway. We're gonna stay in this chapter of that book. We are this; these two episodes are not to cover this entire book. Mm-hmm. Remember, this was dedicated to our family at New City Church. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you guys benefited as you listened. But everyone, because um, we started up our midweek prayer meeting last week, and it went—I believe it went amazing, went superb. I thought it was awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord certainly used some of these insights from Spurgeon. Um, to help inspire that. But we're going to remain in this chapter on business prayers. And in here, we find that Spurgeon has a few other details to share that we're going to all glean from. And so on one evening, uh, after bringing up a need to pray for someone with an illness and urging the congregation to pray boldly and assuredly, Spurgeon says this, and we'll start the episode like this. Quote, I must, however, by way of warning, just mention that I have known some persons who, with altogether wrong motives, have tried to use for very improper purposes the fact that God hears prayer. They have set their hearts on something which they fancy that they want, and although they cannot reasonably expect that God will do what they ask, because there is no real need that it should be done, they keep on praying and are sorely disappointed because they are not heard. If you were to say to your child, I will give you anything you like to ask for, you certainly would not be so unkind as to let him have a dose of Prussic acid for breakfast, (laughs) whatever that is, or a razor to cut (laughs) his throat with, however earnestly he might plead for such things. In your promise, there is always implied the natural reservation that if your boy asks foolishly, you will Mm. refuse to give him what he asks. Mm. So you can see we're setting the stage for this topic to go into a little bit about how the Lord hears us in prayer. So a lot of Christians today tend to think that as long as we ask it earnestly, we will receive it. Josh and I, you and I both know the charismatic movement or the name it, claim it, faith prosperity movement is certainly far in that realm, but I think there's even Christians that just, I don't know, like don't think it through apathetic about it. Yeah. So
0: they might not be, hey, as long as I pray this, I'm going to grab, it's, it's it's coming my way. Right. But definitely approaching it without any sort of
1: intentionality. Exactly. And um, if, if we don't get that thing that we've pr- prayed earnestly for, then the question can come up, what's something, what's something's wrong with God or mm-hmm. something's wrong with us. And so, or something's wrong with our faith, which is why it's important to understand prayer from the perspective of the Bible. We don't want to be coming into times of prayer, whether personally or corporately, to where we're not thinking through it biblically. And the next thing you know, we're discouraged. We're not. We're, God's not answering my prayer. Uh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with God? Obviously, those are not the conclusions we want to draw. Another point that we can learn from this is to think about how and why we pray for certain blessings. Here's another quote from Spurgeon from this book. Do not imagine that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart unless you first delight in Him. If a man really in his inmost soul does delight in the Lord, his mind and God's mind will be in harmony, and he will ask in prayer what God will be able and willing to grant. If his delight is in God himself and not merely in God's gifts, he will say, bless his dear name, let him do what he will with me. I will still be satisfied and will praise him both for what he bestows and what he withholds. So we'll talk more about all of these things in the later part of the show in our discussion but Josh point us to a few places in scripture that maybe address the lord's hearing us and how he hears us and what he hears when we pray mm. yeah what do you think man so
0: as you you kind of uh, allude this as we were talking about it there's this hint almost of what what spurgeon is pointing to at least in a, in a main text is psalm 37. And this this shows a light into the intentionality of entering into prayer, as Spurgeon just talked about in those quotes we read. So Psalm 37, starting in verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. So Especially more so in that last quote that you had read. um, There is a sense of which... Not obedience must pre- uh, precede uh, prayer, but these these are the ways in which God has set up and ordained prayer to intersect with your life. Yeah. They're not separated things. Um, Hebrews four talks about just the complete, the complete accessibility we have mm-hmm. uh, that we have for the Father through the Son. And that being that in uh, Hebrews four fourteen, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been <sighs> tempted as we are, yet without sin. So here, with that in mind, this then is the writer's call for the person reading this let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need and that's just that's that's an amazing yeah to think like because of what jesus has done and because of of what he has gone through to get to where he is not that jesus was incapable of fulfilling everything. But, but as Jesus has gone through all these things, you now have the confidence to draw near to the throne of grace, mm. to come to the father and ask of him. It's amazing. Um, lastly, John, first John five fifteen, And this is more so in that confidence of, of not being able to, not just the confidence of being able to approach the father, but the confidence that he hears and desires to, um Again, as as we are with him in his heart, desires to give us what we need, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked for him, asked of him mm-hmm. I'm going to read that again because yeah. that was that was pretty spotty. you can do it and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Yeah. read,
1: read verse 14.
0: Okay. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Yeah. There we go. That's better. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him.
1: Amen. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. So confidence, Mm -hmm. boldness before the Lord and openness, um, to his throne room because of Jesus, um, and then Psalm thirty-seven, the desire of the Lord's heart being transferred to us. We get the desire of the Lord, and that's that's a greatly misunderstood scripture. I wouldn't mm. you say I, um I don't know if there was a time when I was taught it wrongly, but def- I've certainly been aware of I'm aware of the misuses of it, the idea that. If you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you what you want, um, as sure. opposed to delight yourself in the Lord. As Spurgeon said, "Let it be your delight." Do not imagine that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart unless your unless first your delight is in Him. So, even Spurgeon's <laughs> definition, Oops. yeah, ew, ew. even <laughs> hey, I'm uh, sorry, um, even Spurgeon's definition does seem to say that. Uh, he's encouraging his congregation that if your delight is in the Lord, um, he will give you what you ask. So mm-hmm. well, ha- there's a, there's some tension here. So for people listening, mm-hmm. we're thinking about prayer. We had a great prayer meeting mm-hmm. the other night. There were things that were asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, I even remember a particular brother praying something for my son mm-hmm. for a raise. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was great. Right. But there was some there was some confidence in that prayer. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember a particular sister in Christ that you're closely related with, Josh. How closely? Very closely. <laughs> she might be your wife. She is your wife. She uh, as I walked by, she kind of mumbled. She goes, if the Lord wills. <laughs> yeah. So like, so you know, so you could tell that there was this even in that little That's group, funny. there was a tension. Like, yeah. can we ask confidently? shouldn't we end this by saying, Lord, your will be done. Like, isn't, isn't isn't that interesting? Like in one little prayer circle, we have a desire to ask confidently for this tangible material thing that I think we all, we definitely have a fear of like being too greedy in our prayers. And then I, what I appreciated because we teach at, at new city, at least that God is sovereign Mm -hmm. and that we should not presume upon his will. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think we should just, it's worth, it's worth talking about that a little bit further. Um, what are some ways that people might abuse this idea that God hears us in prayer? How, let's just talk about the abuse of it.
0: Hmm. Well, so I can think of one is that. So Psalm 37, I got this. Wait, Psalm 37.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Going back there. Um, trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. That's the precursor to delight yourself in the Lord. There's also passages that talk about like, um, the prayers of a, um, of a, I can't think of the word, but a sinful husband is, is hindered hindered. Yeah. So I think one way that you abuse it is to do whatever you want and then expect God to do whatever you want. Right. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I, and we don't have to, man, I am so bad at this. <clears throat> I'm probably just going to end up cutting all of that out.
1: No, no, it's good. It's um, natural. It's natural. El natural.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Italian. <laughs> um,
1: Ooh, de classic.
0: <laughs> Ooh, French. <laughs> Very classy. Um, man. I don't even
1: know what I was trying to say. Yeah, what was the well, last thing I said? You were talking about abuses and Psalm yeah. 37. And yep. then what, where were you going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like, what was I doing?
0: Uh, oh, and abuses to... I think the low-hanging fruit is name it and claim it. But some of the other things that we don't think about is is that. Yeah. Like, does God actually hear and care for every single prayer? Yeah. Un, um, un
1: Unbiasedly. Unbiasedly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like... Does that mean that you should tell your unsaved friends to pray to God because he hears you? And like, it's like,
1: yeah. Well, what do we think about that? People are listening.
0: I, I haven't, I haven't seen anywhere in scripture where it tells unbelieving people to pray to the Lord. Right. To receive anything. Yeah. Anywhere.
1: Um, Ask, knock, seek. That's disciple. That's disciples, right? Yeah. Even all the what we're reading here from First John. Those were that were letters yeah. to the church.
0: Knock on the door. Yep. And, and so there's Jesus you. standing yep. on oh. the other side of a door. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's like that, no. <laughs> which which one of you who asks his father for bread would receive a uh, a, a stone or a yeah. Yeah. yeah? That's to God's. That's for God's children. Your, your yeah. heavenly Father knows what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty clear in Scripture that uh, now. It doesn't mean that there's never a communication between God and a non-believer. For sure. Because God certainly does bring conviction, correction. Yep. He can intervene. Yep. Um, we see that in the, in the Old Testament. We see mm-hmm. that with uh, the, the Pharaoh that Abraham uh, was in his house, and yeah. God told Pharaoh, like, dude, Abraham's doing wrong. Like, you're doing something wrong. You're about to sin here yeah. by sleeping with Abraham's wife whom he just called his sister. Abraham was a pagan. No, no. Well, he was a pagan. The Pharaoh was a pagan. Yeah. But God communicated with him. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Seems to constantly
0: point back to the Lord of Hosts, but clearly I don't think actually cares about the Lord of Hosts. And so...
1: So, yeah, yeah. we have a lot of different uh, examples of that. But in terms of the relational prayer, open access, freedom to go to the Father in prayer, I I believe is reserved for the children of God.
0: And I would say, too you should never think through your life and how holy you are before you attempt any sort of prayer before yeah, the Lord. Right. Yeah. For um, sure. it, so Stephen Furtick said that in a past in a, in a sermon one time, mm. it's one of the, it's one of the sayings that stick with me is he said, talking about being, you know, being a terrible person and all these different things, you know, how you treat your wife and stuff. Um, and I think he was going the right direction, but then he said, you know, sometimes you need to fix the horizontal. Before you can go vertical. Yeah. No. So that's backwards. Right. Right. It's not that you can always go to the father and, and and pray to him and do whatever you want. Be like, Hey, at least I'm communicating with the Lord. It's like, no, you are, that's wicked, (laughs) but please go to the father. Always go to the father. Ask for repentance. (sighs) Seek him diligently. Uh, you don't have to be perfect, but you, you always should seek the father. Yeah. Unashamedly.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And so keeping with Spurgeon's example, he talks about this in the first quote that I mentioned. Um, They were praying for a a guy's uh, bodily health, but then he goes in, and you can tell he's correcting a thought where he says, uh, some of you abuse this idea um, and and have altogether wrong motives when you think about God hearing you. That you could pray whatever you want, even if you know that you cannot reasonably expect that God will do what you're asking. You continue on and on and on and on to pray that thing. So, I think that's helpful in a setting of congregational prayer, um, public prayer, when you're you know, um, in at a prayer meeting, something like that. Even by yourself, why why go on and on and on and pray for something that you cannot ex- reasonably? And that's so. That that comes up in a second, uh, in but we can bring it. Like in lottery now. things, yeah, a lottery or uh, some massive. Uh, a, 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 I don't know. A, Thank you, Lord, a complete... for this cheeseburger. Bless it to my body. Oh yeah, <laughs> We're, yeah. Well, those are prayers of faith. Yeah, real faith. Those are prayers of faith. <laughs> Any sort of junk food that you eat and you pray for is <laughs> is is a prayer of faith. Uh, <laughs> but um, there is a. Reasonableness and a logic to prayer. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, well, all of scriptures talks about like our love
0: for the Lord is is directly linked to the knowledge of Him, and I think also with prayer.
1: Yeah. How how can let, let's talk about this? We'll keep Psalm thirty seven for a moment. How, mm-hmm. how can public prayer in a public prayer meeting? How could it be practically benefited by rightly understanding what we just brought up in Psalm thirty seven? So you're in a gathering, you're thinking about, uh, you're praying together. Um, How can a group of people Hmm. be benefited by thinking rightly about Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4?
0: Inward reflection. So not just waiting for your turn to pray, I think, but but seeking the Lord in your own heart Mm -hmm. during the time of prayer as well. Yeah. So that you're, you're participating in worship and prayer outside of waiting for your turn to pray for Susie and her and her back. Right. Um, but be, but use this time to be joined in prayer with your brothers and sisters. Um, seeking the Lord to, to sift through you and look through you and to better pray for your other brothers and sisters. I, I like the, I like that line, uh, befriend faithfulness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that too.
0: So seek that.
1: Yeah. And what if, what if as you're in a prayer meeting, what if the first several minutes of your time praying together as a congregation are about the Lord, mm. about the delight of the Lord and your delight in Him, and areas where you need to confess and repent where you have not delighted in Him, but you're delighting in yourself and your your focus is on yourself. Um, I think a prayer meeting could benefit from that with more of a god-focused imagine that Mm. god-focused prayer you know rather than inward focused um another part of this conversation that i think comes up and this we mentioned this a minute ago with the prayer for my son's raise and all this stuff which by the way he got the raise
0: did he really (laughs) yeah he did fantastic it's pretty
1: cool we'll mention it at the prayer meeting just because that's an encouraging thing too at a prayer meeting to come back and say by the way the Lord did answer this prayer. Mm. Yeah, very cool. But what about this whole idea of your will be done? I I have heard many times people sort of tease or act as though ending your prayer with your will be done sort of cancels out everything you previously said boldly and confidently. What do you mean? Like, Lord, I... We re, we are really asking, Lord, that you would provide for our family and give us what we need to pay these bills because we need this amount of money to pay these bills, but your will be done. It's like, oh, where's your faith? Mm. You, did, you didn't... How, how could you be asking boldly mm. if you're at the end of the whole thing willing to just say, or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you see what I'm saying? So, I can see why people are having an issue with that, but I don't have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Do you? No.
0: So, I—maybe it's something I need to work on, but I, I'll hold on to the, your will be done, probably ever. I just—I I love Jesus' model of that in the garden. Yeah, and so I, to me, I almost it almost seems as though do I have more wisdom in my prayer than than Jesus did in yeah. that. Um, I think even in his high priestly prayer, he doesn't say, but I don't know if he says, but your will be done. But it's clearly, he's not talking about himself or in any kind of self-promoting way, but beseeching the Father and what He wants. You, yeah. know, glorif- you know, glorify, You um, know, glorified. Or no make, make us one as you and I are one and always seeking him. So I, yeah, I, I think we should always, and even the,
1: the Lord's model,
0: the Lord's model. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's not what I was going to say. Oh,
1: (laughs) that's what I was thinking. And then you were even what, what were you going to say? No, we
0: should focus on that first.
1: What were you going to say?
0: Well, I think of don't even say, uh, I cannot remember where this is, but don't even say, uh, or don't even say, like, tomorrow we will go oh, here yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like, you should not have, like, the certainty of the future, but in everything acknowledge
1: God's the one that holds the future. Nevertheless, if the Lord wills, we will go here, there, do that, and whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But the Lord did teach it in the model for prayer. Why would How, how could it be wrong for us at any point mm. to insert that into our prayer? You brought up the garden, the prayer in the garden, we are not greater than our master. Mm-hmm. If the Lord and His humanity had a thought in His mind, oh, if there's any other way for this redemptive plan to be accomplished outside of me dying and suffering, please, Lord, nevertheless, Your will be done. Now, mm-hmm. there's no greater desire than wanting to like preserve your life from torture, mm-hmm. and so for us to pray for bills or a healed arm or even mm-hmm. cancer, mm-hmm. and then say. Nevertheless, it's not a cop out, and you can share too why you think it's not a cop out, and maybe that'll help. But one thing I'm I think is you're not necessarily saying, "Lord, I no longer believe that you can do what I just ask you to do." Yeah, I just believe that you're greater, mm. so that even if you chose to not take this thorn in my flesh or whatever the thing is that's happening, you can accomplish something greater. Mm-hmm. So it's not a cancellation of faith. It's not a it's not smaller faith to say, Lord, your will be done. So, mm-hmm. what, what do you think?
0: It probably could be. It okay. probably could be in okay. your heart, thinking like, "Yeah, Lord, I, you know we're gonna get kicked out tomorrow, or I do have th- this cancer, but you know, please heal me." But your will be done, and in your heart, you're thinking, "That's too. That's stupid." Um, Lord, just help me. You know, as as I'm going through this thing. But yeah. I th- someone, uh, I think a great example to look to is, uh, uh, John Piper in his book, Don't Waste Your Life Yeah, is going through cancer. Um, he, he said that this is the time that God has given him. If he had just wished away all, of you know, like give, give up everything you went through during or everything he went through during his cancer. So that it would just have gone away and he could continue on his life. There would have been so much he talks about that he, that he would have missed. Yeah. But instead use this time now in his cancer to to do the will of the Father. And I think that should be the heart of why we pray that. Not that we don't think that God could do anything. And so we end it with, but your will be done. But that reliance in like, even in this now, this is, if this be your will... It's not just let it be done because it will be done. Yeah. But but let us submit to that will, if the if that's the way it should be.
1: That's that's such a good point, because if we are called to self denial and surrender and submission to the Lord, and there's an attitude of submission and surrender in our prayer, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we want. We want we want to be humble before the Lord. And Spurgeon gives a great example in this quote. Last quote he's mentioning. Uh, the content of Psalm 37, but it seems to be really coupled with your will be done, not mine. Mm-hmm. It, to say, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's very much aligned with your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's that's what you're really think. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, A heart who delights in the Lord, that's exactly what's happening in heaven right now. Mm. That is kingdom mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. And so... Uh, And then he says, this is what um, a person might pray, bless his dear name, let him do what he will with me, I will still be satisfied, and will praise him both for what he bestows and for what he withholds. That's the hard part, that's the sinful, what the sinful man does not really want to embrace, that there could be a blessing in God withholding and bestowing, what if he withholds what you think he should give you, Mm. or what if he bestows on you something you don't think. You really need, Mm -hmm. like a sickness or a trial. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right? What Job? That's that's easy for us to talk about on a podcast, for sure. (laughs) But it's real life, right? This is we're trying to. You know, I think this is what people could be even dealing with right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, confidence in prayer. The 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 door is boldly, widely open. We can go to the Lord. He hears His children when when we pray. A couple other things, and then we'll wrap it up. Common sense, we talked about that a little bit, but Mm -hmm. what is a little nugget of, if you can think of something last minute, because I didn't give you a whole lot of time to think about it, but where does commonplace, common sense come into prayer? Common sense, like how might that apply to a group or maybe if somebody's praying for somebody or even you're just bringing a petition to the Lord, is there common sense or are we talking Mm. like, no, there's no place for common sense in the supernatural?
0: (laughs) Just throw it out there. Uh, a, a li- I say, yeah, but to me, it's common sense. So it's it's like... A,
1: I prefer uncommon. I wouldn't... Yeah. Uncommon sense.
0: I wouldn't pray that because, you know, it's common sense. But someone might go like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It probably says more about me and what I think about... Uh, but I just think of these like super charismatic prayers of like, Lord, would you just... Burst through this place and like blow the roof off with your spear. And like, well, I just, uh, please I don't, don't even do that. know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. So that's what I think of is prayers that just don't make
1: sense theologically, but they sound big and powerful. It's like that. Lord, flood this place right now. Flood this place with your presence. Um, are you sure? <laughs> Maybe we think I about mean, it. <laughs> but I do get what people are saying. I don't want to do. just tease. I do. Right? I do. I, get I do. It. And like
0: I said, that might that might say more about me. And and but I I think we
1: share that slight hesitance and aversion to anything. So my grace,
0: I want to have grace for people who do pray like that. And so in the middle of a prayer, man, be like, that's ridiculous.
1: Hey, stop that right now! Stop
0: that. Have better <laughs> theology, but I think that is definitely something. to I think Spurgeon would shut
1: somebody down. Probably. <laughs> but, hey, somebody elbow that guy.
0: Elbow him. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, I think yeah. that I think that's definitely something to grow out of. For sure. So I would that would be a discipleship issue, not a not as if someone's like, Lord, we thank you for being the mother of all of us. I would shut that down. And be like, what are yeah. we? No, stop. Hey, just, maybe you let someone else have a turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. But uh but th- no those kinds of things. So that's that's the common sense. I think we should think about our prayers theologically. Yeah. Does it make sense? Is what we're saying make sense? Yeah. Father, we thank you for dying on the cross for all of us. Like, well. Ah. Maybe you just misspoke, but maybe you need to understand like what sure. what the actual payment of our sin was and what that looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that person could just literally be innocently ignorant. Sure. Not really trying to speak a bad doctrine, and even as, even as people are listening, you may not see the, the, the theology of the atonement that way, but I mean, yeah, we mm. should think clearly, biblically, theologically, in, in the way we pray. Another aspect of common sense that I would just bring up is, I don't mean that it, it's necessarily common to the whole world, because Christians pray with faith, in a God- who does miraculous things, Mm -hmm. saving souls. There's nothing common sense about praying for the Lord to change the, the change that heart, literal heart desire from dead to alive. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus uses analogies to get us to think about how, how powerful it is that the Lord can work through prayer. Um, You speak to this mountain and it'll move right. The idea is that God does big things. Mm-hmm. massive and so that's not necessarily common worldly sense but it it still makes biblical sense mm-hmm. to pray a prayer of faith so anyway i think i think we could say that there's you could probably go on and talk about that but lastly lastly this is this is it this is for our listeners for those listening right now let's each share what would your prayer be for those listening that want desperately to grow in their prayer life you could speak to the person who wants to grow in private prayer public prayer the ability to pray at all they're struggling with even opening their mouth in a prayer meeting what would you maybe some advice but even what would you what would your prayer be for that person
0: yeah for someone who feels timid praying in public uh nobody is thinking about how how coherent and perfect your prayer needs to be other than you no, nobody else is thinking like that. Everybody else is just excited to be able to hear you pray. Yeah. Um, thinking of people who have who have been in that situation, and then finally hearing them pray, and then starting to realize they're praying more often. It's only a great thing. Yeah. It's never what you think it could be. Yeah. So be be confident, um, and pray how you are, and it gets it gets easier and better over time. It's good. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah. What did you do? Well, you reminded me of a I asked this on social media the other day and somebody put this as a as a as a tip. A lady said that she spent years afraid to pray and what she began to do was she just she's like I'm going to just do it. So she started praying out loud in every commute to work. It was just mm-hmm. her. Nobody else was around. And after a year, she said it took a year. Mm-hmm. Then she began to pray openly in times of prayer at church and it eventually began to get easier and she mm-hmm. grew in prayer. That's a little practical. So if you are that person that Josh is talking about, pray on your commute to work. Just start yeah. talking to the Lord. Um, read scripture. So that's the point that I was going to, the tip that I would say, and what I would pray for you would be um, read read prayers. Mm-hmm. Read other people's prayers. We have such a wealth of amazingly just beautiful, theologically sound prayers. Reading other people pray what other people have prayed is a good way to to begin to think about even how the structure of prayer is, um, even to give yourself a vernacular and a, a vocabulary in prayer is good. But then I think uh, first and foremost is um, Jesus was was perfect at it, and the way he prayed, the model that he gave, um, his example of praying out, uh, praying alone with the Father, and then also being around his disciples and praying for other people, intercessory prayer, look to Christ. The scripture is just full of um, everything that we need in order mm-hmm. to grow in prayer. Um, so hopefully, hopefully these things have been encouraging. and just a fun conversation to listen to. But I hope there's some, yeah, maybe some action steps and people want to get more involved with prayer meetings. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So get this book. Oh, That'd be great. I don't think we put it in the last show note, did we? Yeah, we did. We'll do it again. Yeah, I'll do it again. You did it, Josh. Thank the you. Valley of Vision. Is oh, a, another one. Valley of Vision is good. I'm trying to think
0: what is the... But that's not the the old Puritan prayer book. Mm-hmm. It is?
1: Yep. Yeah. The Valley of Vision. Okay. What is, am I
0: thinking of? The hmm. devotional that was on Alistair Begg's website that you and oh, Isaac and... That's yes, Be Thou My Vision. Be Thou My... That's
1: okay. a, a liturgy, worship liturgy for home. Yeah. It does have prayers in it. Yeah, that but would probably be helpful. That's good too. And then oh, yeah. this one, only a prayer meeting. Um, we'll put. I'm showing it to you, Josh. Here, we'll show it to the camera. Wait, is that one? It is that the book? <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, yeah. So get uh, get those books. Get some resources. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. See how you're growing in prayer.
0: We talked about it at the you know our pre-recording at the beginning, but this would be a great opportunity for us to um utilize the private group on Facebook. Yes. Um I, I'm gonna start cleaning it up. Oh. If it's you've coming. been seeing it. Uh, we have I'm some sure roach. you've seen some yeah, weird posts, spam posts. <laughs> um it was designed initially to be a place where you only shared Spurgeon quotes and stuff. I think that's probably gonna change. Yeah. But but there's gonna be some more stricter cause you know we have this, this isn't a huge, large tent of anybody who likes Spurgeon. Like, we, we want there to be some coherent theology in there.
1: Oh, for sure. So there's
0: going to be some changes, some more direct guidelines. But this would be an area, you know, talking about prayer. How is right. this? Like, how are you growing in prayer? Encourage your brother. Encourage your sister. Um, because this, this isn't just a podcast and Facebook group for people who like Spurgeon. But if we can grow the kingdom and That's enrich right. the kingdom yeah. through the work that was done by Jesus. Yes. Through this man then uh then that that's what we're
1: aiming for good stuff man awesome sure thanks bro
0: thank you appreciate this have a great afternoon you too yep air air handshake air handshake all right air shake Shake. to you guys as well (laughs) (laughs) just to end it
1: later bye